0: And here we are once again at Pastor B's Kitchen Table. You know, this is the place we break it down, chop it up, and put it back together again here at the kitchen table. And I'm so glad to have a real special guest today who's going to help us in dealing with our aging parents, and most of all, to adopt some information that we so desperately need. And he's going to be able to give us clarity on it because this is a, an entrepreneur we have with us today. We say hello and tell us who you are.
1: All right, Pastor uh, Hamilton, thank you for having me. My name is Bobby English. I'm a native Houstonian, Um, I, uh, the the son of uh, Bobby Jean English Sr. and Marva Jean English, uh, my parents. Um, I've been, like I said, I'm a native Houstonian. I graduated from Texas Southern University and the University of Houston. uh, uh, University of Houston got a master's degree in social work Mm-hmm. And gerontology, so I consider myself I'm a social worker who happens to own a business. But yeah,
0: I'm a social worker. <laughs> I own the business, and some kind of business you own too. Will you tell us what business you're in, please?
1: I'm in assisted living for the elderly. Um, I've been doing this. Since, this is my our 26th year uh, that I've been doing this, and 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 we can get more into it later. But I specifically take care of folks who need 24-hour care, 24-hour supervision, that, that's our specialty, that's our niche in the market.
0: Mm-hmm. And how did you get into this?
1: <laughs> Believe it or not, I used to work for Shell Oil Company. That's When I graduated from TSU, um, everybody was pushing me. You either became a teacher or a dentist or you go into the oil field being born and bred down here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so my mother, uh, a sorority sister, was working for Shell. And so she actually got me on. And but, but to be honest with you, I, I never felt comfortable. I never felt like that was where I needed to be. And I literally wrote my business plan uh, at the company. Yeah. And uh, we were going through uh, some downsizing at the time. And, and my godmother, uh, uh, Barbara Solomon, she was a dean of social work at the University of Southern California. Mm-hmm. And so she was down here on holiday uh, once, and so she challenged me about going back to school. She said, why don't you go back to school and get your social work degree? Because I was telling her how much love I had for the elderly and the affinity and what I wanted to do, what I, what I thought I wanted to do, wasn't completely sure. And her godmother was Barbara Solomon, and, and, the, and, and we ended up putting her in a personal care home, assisted living. Mm -hmm. And at the time, there was very few choices, particularly for African-Americans at that time. And she was a retired teacher. And so she didn't qualify for Medicaid. So she would have, you know, she paid out of pocket. And my godmother, we were gonna put her in a nursing home. My mom was taking care of her. And she said, no, look for a personal care home. And when I would, and at that time, I was in New Orleans with Shell. Shell brought me, I came home, like, like I said, during that holiday period. And I went to visit her and I knew it instantly. I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. And if, and if I had this business, I just started visioning, visualizing how I would change it, adapt it for me and what I thought uh, would, would be appropriate. And then I decided right then and there, I went immediately enrolled in the, the graduate school. Uh, like I said, Shell was downsizing at the time. And I remember my supervisor, he was nervous and he was interviewing me because I volunteered to leave. I said if I left, maybe I could save somebody else's job, because I knew I wasn't gonna be there. Yeah. And uh, but that was no fear, no hesitation whatsoever. I, I tell everybody when you when you do what you purpose to do, yeah, it sounds corny, but it really not work. Yeah. I do this seven days a week. I, I literally would do this even if you didn't pay me. I mean, this is just, it's just, it's just—it's. I consider it like a gift almost. It is like, it is a gift. Yeah, because yeah, everyone doesn't have the temperament to do this. So, but basically, long story short, that's how I got into it.
0: That is an amazing story, and then to have you to. Do- to walk away from some people considered to be the actual paragon of employment. You working with Shell Oil. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's 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 stay right there. Yeah. And just bank that money. So so tell us exactly what do you I mean what should someone look for because we got now a generation of having to care for their aging parents. Right. And and having to deal with assisted living and respite care and all those kind of things. Uh, what should they look for?
1: Well, basically, now everyone is, is what they call that sandwich generation, okay. whereby you know you 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 have your you still have possibly kids or adult children, or teenagers, or whatever, and he, and we're living longer. Folks are living in eighties and nineties, and and on a personal note, my father is coming here tomorrow. That yeah. was one of the things that that kind of slowed me up and us getting together. Yeah, but he's at uh, Park Manor, Humble. In a skilled nursing facility, uh, and he's, he, he, he's, he's coming on hospice, which is, you know, you know, we know what's happening, but I'm so fortunate that I'll be able to take care of him. But I'm, in, I'm living it today. I literally literally just did a tour right before I got on this zoom call with you and with a, with a, with a family, and she's in the same boat, and I kind of smiled at her. I said, "Listen, I know exactly how you feel." I said, I'm doing the same thing. Her mother's in the hospital needing to be discharged, like, immediately, Um, and so, um, and that's a good segue into, typically, we get referrals from families that are, like, basically, it's like a crisis, something has happened, I can't take dad back home, I thought he was going to go to rehab, I thought he could do skilled nursing, they say he doesn't qualify, what are we going to do, Mm-hmm. And we, there's not a whole lot of uh, proactive planning, if you will. Sometimes you don't have that luxury, and sometimes you do. On mm-hmm. this continuum, uh, this aging continuum, you, you, you really need to back up all the way to independent, to nursing home. And so it's, if you have an elderly parent, they're in that spectrum. And you need to be mindful where they are in that spectrum. And the more the, 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 if you get the, the buy in to your parents, you kind of start talking about this thing. It's kind of like death. A lot of people don't want to talk about death, but we know we're going to die one right. day, right? Right. So we don't do a lot of pre planning. So it's nothing wrong to do pre planning uh, as to what do you want to do? What are your goals? Where would you like? Do you want to downsize? Is it appropriate? Uh, what, are, what are the resources? What happens if? You know, we we have a situation of dementia, or in my father's case, uh, he he fell. We think he had a spontaneous fracture, and he broke his hip, mm-hmm. and he hadn't walked since. And it's been probably what uh, four or five months now, yeah. and and since he's in that situation, so he's he's continually to decline. So those are the things I think families need to have. Those you know those holiday. Uh, gatherings, you know, let's talk, we, we joke and we play or, or whatever, but you might want to have some serious conversations, like the what-if scenarios. Yeah. And um, I was fortunate enough that I, I buried both my grandmothers, yeah. I buried my mother, and it looks like I'm going to have the, the honor of, of, of watching my father transition as well. Yeah. And I, I have, and, and that's, my, that's my benchmark, is my family. What I do for my family is what I do for all my family. And uh, so you, you really – I think you just need to have that that tough conversation and get it out there and, and just do some pre-planning.
0: You know, that's an important statement you're making because there's usually two extremes. There's one extreme that says that we don't want to have this conversation because it may upset right. you know, our parents. So so we don't want to speak that on them, you know, all that kind of talk. But we don't, right. So we don't want to have to talk about it. Uh, and so that's the one extreme that you're dealing with. And then you deal with the other one regarding siblings. Mm-hmm. You know, the issue relates to siblings, about siblings who, who they haven't even reconciled their own relationship or their own heart, right. exactly what they're going to do. And then then, then then the aging parent is kind of caught in, in, that, in that conundrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so somebody's got to do something. Right. So we, got, we got one group over here who wants to, well, we're going to leave mom daddy at the house. This is their house. They're going to stay at this house. Right. And in reality, they don't really have the time, energy, resource, or expertise right. of knowing how to deal with that.
1: Right. I, yeah, that's a great point. When, I, when families come to me and they, they talk about, well, I can do it or what can I do. I said, basically what you're saying is you're going to have your own personal, personal care home. I said, the difference between us is that I have about 35 ladies who are supporting me and it's just you. So, you yeah. know, look at it in those, in that, in those terms. Yeah. And, and generally that, that kind of turns on a light bulb for most people. And um, uh, but yeah, but they have dealing with the sibling dynamics. Yeah, I've, in 26 years, I've heard and seen it all. Trust me.
0: Wow, Mr. English. Now, one of the fears of a lot of people in talking about caring for their aging parents is that they're going to put them in a facility and they're going to just turn them to the wall and, and they'll be staring at the wall all day long and they have urine right. all over them, and, you know, feces and all those kind of things. How do you go about uh your staffing process? How do you go about getting the right type of people to, to work in, in, in your business. Yeah.
1: Well, basically, um, we, we've been very, very fortunate and blessed, you, you would say, in that we are attract, you know, good people. This this business is not for everybody. You yeah. know, everybody can't say or feel comfortable saying, well, I can change a, an adult diaper. You know, they, they're not comfortable in doing that. The first thing is you look for, you you have to see where a person's heart is. And, and I always feel everybody's good people, right? Uh, I like to give folks the benefit of the doubt. And, and then you just have a different, just start having a conversation, you know, like, well, what if, and how do you feel, and how does it make you feel, or what's, what's your goal, what's your long-term goals? Uh, and, and sometimes life throws you curves where you don't really have a lot of options. And so for our ladies who come and support, and you notice I I always like to say support me and not work for me. Yeah. Because without them, they're my foundation. I mean, they're they're allowing me right now. I'm sitting here talking to you that someone is being turned, changed, fed, uh, bathed, whatever, on their daily care. So you kind of look for people who, who have that sense of spirit about them that, 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 that almost, again, it's like a calling almost, it's a, a mission. And then a lot of times I always ask, well, how, do, how would you take care of your mom or your dad? Mm. And then that kind of brings it home to folks. And I like to hear those answers, <laughs> you know, and I listen
0: to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. English, now, we know that for people who just walk into facilities, uh, this is family members. Uh is there like a, a like in restaurants, they're like grading systems. You see A, B's, and C's. How do you know what you're really walking into? What what are some some things that our, our audience should consider? Of course, they should even ask if right. they're considering a facility.
1: Yeah, right now well, today's day, you know, you can Google anything. Okay. So yeah. there are assessment forms. So you Google assisted living, nursing home, personal care homes. What what do you look for? What should I look for? What questions to ask? And I like, to, I like to inform families. I, I feel by giving you all the answers to the test, you'll, come, you'll make an informed decision. Hmm. As I stated earlier, we, have a, we do well in a, with a specific niche. I don't do everybody. I, I can't take care of everybody. There's a certain group of folks on that continuum that I talked about earlier right. that we do very, very well with. If you come to me too soon, too early, say you're, you're, you're high functioning, uh, pretty much independent slash traditional assisted living, mm-hmm. I refer you back to the community. Right. So you, you figure out where you are first, what your needs are, and then you kind of scale it from there because you get overwhelmed. There's so many choices out there. There's yeah. so many assisted living homes, personal care homes, independent homes, uh, continuous care our retirement centers, CCRCs, they're all out there. Mm-hmm. So you, you figure out, you got to, again, it starts with that around the table, you know, at the kitchen table, it's very appropriate. Yeah. You know, w- what are our needs today? And then you got to start thinking in, in the future as well. What's, where are we, what track are we on? Are we on a dementia track? Are we on a disability track? Are we on a combination of dementia and disability? And what those needs are, are going to be. A lot of times families want to come in, they say, well, we don't want to move mom and dad again. And I always say, you, you really should reevaluate that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just as my name say, you want to be at the optimum level. Yeah. You want, you, you, you know, even coming through school, they had this this paradigm thought of, uh, well, if you got low function, high function living together, one will, will, will help the other and vice versa. I don't really subscribe to that. I really believe that like people should be together mm-hmm. uh, because their needs are going to be the same. So you de- you devise that care plan around that individual mm-hmm. and around that group because you have some folks that may, ha- you, you and I both could be diagnosed with dementia, mm-hmm. say Alzheimer's, which is only one type of dementia, but say we both have Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. We both will present differently. Right. I may be more laid back, you may be more active. Uh, you may be ambulatory or mobile ambulatory, I may not be. Yeah. So those kinds of things. So that's kind of what you do. And and what one of the things I learned in school is consistency, repetition, in a smaller environment tends to work well for folks that have dementia and disability, as opposed to someone who's independent or just decide they want to downsize, live in an you know, elderly facility or community, right. the needs are different.
0: Needs so are target different.
1: in on what those needs are yeah, and yeah. where the needs are today and where you're going in the future. Right, right. And don't and one thing, don't be afraid to to have a second move. Because sometimes when you go to these these we call them big box communities, uh-huh. they they will pretty much say that, well yeah we can we take folks we have memory care section, we have our independent, we have our assisted living but what you really want to key in on is what are your ratios of care? What are your direct right. ratios of yeah. care yes. in terms of taking care of someone?
0: Right, right. Oh, that's a good story. Man, I'm so glad we we're talking. Um, cost considerations. Mm-hmm. What are some cost considerations families consider? What are some payment options? Because if we're having this conversation, around the kitchen table. Right. Uh, somebody, somebody's got to talk about money.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, uh, uh, and let's talk about Texas because I know a little bit about Texas. Okay. In Texas, we're allowed to age in place. Okay. In Texas, the 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 the, the biggest budget to the to the to the to the Texas uh, 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 resources in terms of say Medicaid nursing homes uh, is is that nursing home. The, the most of the, the money goes to to, to fund nursing home. That's really what Medicaid is. It's not children and dependent mothers and people like that. It's the nursing home budget. But to qualify for it, most of us don't, particularly this, this new cohort that's coming now, say my father's age and, yeah. and, and, and my mother when she passed, she was 78. That whole group, a lot of those folks don't qualify, will never qualify because they have a good pension. They were retired school teachers Yeah, who will never, ever qualify for Medicaid. So now they, they have this thing called long term care insurance. Most corporations provide those. But, but you got that group, that gap, that, that long term care just came really, really start popping off probably in the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, you know, it was you were on your own or whatever assets you had. So most families come to me, literally, they come to me with a a bucket of money. Mm -hmm. They say, basically, this is what we have. If we sold off our assets, this is what we have. What's your rate? Let's divide that by that number. That's how many months or years mom and dad can live. And truly, that's that's, that's the economics around this. Uh, Unless you were a veteran, uh, there are some VA assistance in call aid and attendance, mm-hmm. so you can call if 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 a, if a vet, a man or woman who served in active military, they could potentially require, but that's means tested as well. Yeah. so so and so is it's private pay, which is the bulk of it. it's uh, long term care insurance and, and the VA. That's all that I know that helps on this side. And and then if you qualify for Medicaid, and that gets you in a nursing home, or they have a program through the state called the Community Based Alternative (CBA) um, that you would qualify, and that it's like an alternative to a nursing home, but typically the the rates are the re- reimbursements are, are 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 low, and so they may not meet all the needs and requirements that you have. For instance, if you need to live in a community that you have 24 hour awake staff. I may be getting too much in the weeds, but it's- No, 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 it's no. Yeah, so you may have to have 24 hour awake staff. Well, that won't necessarily cover what the cost is. In general, the, the average cost for say assisted living, personal care, uh, uh, like the homes that I have, you're looking anywhere between 3,500 to about 5,000. You know, and then you then you have what I call the one percenters, those that that money's not an issue. Where right. they may be paying seven, eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand, whatever. You know, it it doesn't matter. Uh, but in general, because I we like to structure everything, we're doing for what I like to call that 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 ninety nine percenter in that middle class realm, right. retired teachers, postal workers, or oil field workers. Those folks got a good pension. And then, it, then just like you said, then it's about families. It's like, well, how much can we pitch in and, 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 and make those costs? And, and you can't to make up those costs because what you can't do is to go in and you start negotiating. I'm very uncomfortable negotiating with families up front uh, because I know what the cost is. Yeah. And so when you start doing that, you start getting a blend. Yeah. You don't really get the real cost. Uh, in terms of, of what it is to take care of your mom or dad and what, you, what your expectations are. And one of the things that we do, and, and I've never really said this publicly, this would be the first time, I've never lost anybody to money. Mm. But what I don't do is I don't negotiate on the front end. Right. I just don't kick you out. And by the grace of God, it the lights stay on. I don't know how it's happened, yeah,
0: but yeah, in 26 years the yeah, lights
1: stay on. Yeah. And we see we can keep doing what we're doing. But but it is a business. And you and you have to run it as a business because families have certain expectations and, and you've promised to to deliver. And there's like I said, there's a lot of options out there. And uh, so but that's one of the advantages of dealing with a small Individual like myself versus a big box. And when you're in a big box, you you're talking to that regional person or that that that, uh, that uh, ED person locally who may may not have the the, the approval to, to make certain concessions.
0: Uh, so, so you, I've heard you kind of reference it several times. So that's a difference between assisted living and a nursing home.
1: Oh, most definitely. A nursing home is is just that a nursing home is a skill you and you have to qualify to be in a nursing home you just can't say oh I want to put me in a nursing home you have to have some skill that's required what what I do is families contract with me for custodial care bathing dressing grooming medication reminders laundry those types cooking those types, providing the meals not the skill portion the way we get the skill portion in, as I told you before, Texas will allow you to age in place. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have the resources, meaning either a physician comes in, nurse practitioner comes in, yeah. home health comes in, hospice comes in, pharmacy, uh, durable medical equipment, DME, that's all generally covered through Medicare. Okay. And so as, lo- as long as you have Medicare, I can provide to get those skills that you need because they're intermittent. They're not ongoing. When you're in a nursing home, it's a continuous skill that you need. For instance, if you want to be connected to, a, like if we don't, we're not allowed to do tricks and you need to have whatever it is, the suction right. and all that stuff from a, from a skilled registered nurse right. to manage something like that. That's, a, that's an example.
0: What has been your biggest challenge in being in a, in a wonderful business like
1: this? The biggest challenge, honestly, is like any other business, the people, you know, the, the folks that you support. But I, I try. I have folks that have been with me for eight, nine, 10 years, literally, and, and which is a long time in this business. The average is a probably about, I would say, probably about 90 day yeah. turnover. So it's, it's about finding, finding those ladies and then creating an environment that supports them mm-hmm. and their needs. Right. Uh, and 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 then for those ladies that appreciate that you 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 have them for a lifetime. Oh, wow,
0: wow! What's been your biggest reward?
1: Oh, the biggest reward is what I do every day. Come yeah. in and I can sit down and talk to Miss John, uh, Miss Smith, you yeah. know, uh, uh, Brother Wilson, yeah. and just sit there and just and just sit down and just have a conversation. Yeah. and and I and I have my conversations where they are. Yeah, and so we may be talking about something. In the forties or the fifties, are we maybe talking about something in the future? Are we maybe talking about the same thing over and over and over? Yeah, I can hear the stories over and over and over, and it just brings me joy. Wow,
0: wow, wow! And you, you have been just a wealth of information for so many families who are watching online right now. Uh, If someone wanted to come into this business, someone wanted to say, "Hey, you know, I kind of got that same passion." Mm -hmm. You recommend they start. Oh,
1: I, I have my mentor. She's literally, her, office, her Her community is right next to mine. We share a spot in Missouri City. Mm-hmm. And when I left Shell and I had my little degree in hand and I had my little business plan and, and I was fortunate enough to have a bank to, to finance me, I, I went to her. She was the president of what we call our Houston Association of Residential Care Homes. Mm-hmm. And she was the president at that time. And at that time, Hilda probably had about oh, man, she probably had eight or nine personal care homes. She had a assisted living. She had a home health company. She was, she was. as the kids would say, she was a big ball. Yeah. And so I went in there, you know, as humble as I could and asking her some questions and, and was very intimidated. And she said, sit down. And she sat me down, and she just took me from A to Z. Yeah. And at the end of the conversation, I said, wow, you've given me so much information. I said, what, what, what do I owe you? she said, you don't want me anything. All I want you to do is pay it forward. She said, when you get to be how I know you're going to be, just stop and pay it forward. Yeah. And I've always done that. And so when kids come to, I call them kids because that's how old I am now. Yeah. When they come to me and they want to get into the business, I tell them, we start, we kind of start with, again, like purpose. Yeah. You know, I try to guide them and direct, them. I don't sugarcoat it because this is it's a 24-7, never turns off. Imagine, you're responsible no matter what yeah, right. for the individual that you, you collect a rent from every month. So yeah. they're your responsibility. Uh, and so regardless of who was fault or whatever, it still buck stops with you. Yeah. So I kind of let them know that up front, you know, because and, and what I try to do is give, give the kids the answers to the test in terms of how they can structure their business, where they should sh- should go, um, how they should do the staffing, you know, wh- where on that continue you feel most comfortable with. Don't 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 look at, you know, oh you're gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, that's that's a given. I mean, quality dollars follow quality every day. Right. So, but but what's gonna make you different? Yeah. And just like when I sat with Hilda, her paradigm was to have multiple homes all over Houston. Well, coming from my background, to me that didn't make sense. I said I'd rather build one location. That will, that will equal the number of beds she has. Mm-hmm. And that's how my model started. And so when someone does come to me and I, I say, this is your floor, I said, start here and then let's build it up. Because everything that you do in this business affects us all. Yeah. Everything that I do or try to do affects us all. Uh, so, so we're in this together. So what I can do for you basically helps me. Um, and that's just been, been the philosophy that I've that I carried Forward, but I really try to sit down with them and say, you know, what is it you want to do? Who do you want to take care of? Uh, what is your education background? What do you really know about geriatrics and geriatric care? And I and I try to, you know, steer them in that direction.
0: Yeah! Wow! Awesome! Man, that's thank you for investing beyond yourself. You know, you you actually a servant. You're not just hoarding it. You actually want to see other generations come up behind you. You yeah, get so many pertinent things related to – one of the biggest things is having that conversation and assessing where you are right now. Um, and I, Even something as, 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 as so necessary, what you stated about, th- these big box operations and what's the ratio of care. I mean, who's caring for it? I mean, you dropped them off, but who's actually caring for it? What's the ratio right. what associated with that? Oh my, so how can someone contact you at, at, at Optimum Care?
1: Yeah, well, we got, a uh, my my main number is 281-565-4144. Uh, we have a website, www.optimumpersonalcare.com.
0: Amen, amen. Williams, I thank you so much. I know my audience thank you so much because this is a conversation that many times we don't have. Right. And you said earlier, we're not prepared in this area. We just assume it's going to be our my, mom and daddy going to live forever. You know, right. they ain't going to live with us, living in homes, and right. that's just not the way life really is. Right. I, I,
1: got, one, I got one thing for you, though. Yes, I, sir. I, I'm saving it up. All right. I've, I, one of the things that I feel, and I mean this from, the, from my heart, mm-hmm. I think the church, the church is in a great position to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I think your congregation, I think there's probably someone in your congregation, either a nurse, social worker, caregiver, whatever that 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 the, the the what i tell everybody taking care of someone the right way is a common denominator. I don't care what race you are, <laughs> what religion you belong to or subscribe to or whatever. Care is care. Yeah. But the church is in such a position i think that could attract cuz cuz most folks i was telling someone the other day if if pastor said it My doctor said or my lawyer said, usually I follow.
0: Yeah. Right? (laughs) Because that's
1: what we believe, right? Right. Right. So so I've been trying for for 26 years. When I came out of school, we, we, you know, as a social workers, we're so idealistic. We want to save the world. We had this thing called at that time we were saying call it low cost quality. Mm -hmm. Well, quickly after getting to the business. I found out that didn't that's an oxymoron. It doesn't exist. Right. You either have quality or you don't. Right. But I but I feel that through a, through the church that that in utilizing the benefits of you know tax exemption, whatever, uh, from, from a nonprofit or from the church, that you can probably do grants, do loans. How do we make how do we make give good quality service and keep it affordable? Mm-hmm. As I say, I, I purposely try to stay middle class. I I could charge more than what that we do. I choose not to. And is that a Band-Aid approach, or is there something that we can all come together between church and state and figure out a way? Because we're we're getting to the point now. I can tell you, when I first started, I probably was in business for a good two or three years before I had a had an African American. Uh, resident, really? literally, wow. And and now, I'm telling you, we're 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 getting up to like maybe 40 yeah. percent, you know, mon- across the board from from minorities now, because my daughter, take her for example, you know, we got both parents working now, and we're probably you know with this age and medicine and we living longer, she's gonna be faced with the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, what am I gonna do with mom and dad? You know so so it's it's real, and so now as as a culture, I can remember my grandmother being at home taking care of everybody that's right well grandma grandma works too now
0: that's right, right. exactly <laughs> so, exactly so,
1: and we extended families and yeah. we so, you know we're not all lucky enough to be born and raised and living in the same city, right. so we all spread out more. I got families now that I got folks on coast to coast, literally right. Uh, and and their mom, for whatever reason, was in Houston, and they can't take them back home. No, they can't take them back home. So they're here. Yeah. So, but as from a from a from a, I, I guess I'm just pushing the churches. Even if if you could get all the churches to come together, just build one community,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just one community, and sharing that, you know, and and it supports the, the church, church, churches. It supports the congregation. We hiring folks. And I just feel like you're feeding that soul. Yeah. Because yeah. every because where I am on the continuum, that's why I can't tell you how many funerals I've gone to in 26 years, but every one I go to with a smile. Because yeah. I know I helped with that transition.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: know it was they had a good transition, right. trust me.
0: Right. And
1: uh and and so I'm gonna put that back on you, Pastor. So so I will I will always humble myself and I would be, be willing to do a brain dump to, to you or your pastor colleagues or whoever want to do this, I just do it, because this is what I do, and this is what supported me.
0: Well, that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you, because, because there have been some, some rumblings in a good way, not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. The other members a couple of years ago, we did something that, that was a small seminar about some things about caring for your aging parents, because you're right, is that we're getting older. They're older, and there has to be a way to to make this a a harmonious transition. Right. Also, plan and how to because it's here to stay. Uh, and so, let's talk about it. Let's let's, let's okay. talk about where we are because because we see the need, uh, as you said. So we're so divided. We're so separated because we're, we're, we're actually global now. Yeah, you know, we're global, and things have changed tremendously. Yeah. So that is something that we've been talking about with a few people here. And so I will revisit this, is not by accident, cause I don't believe in accidents. Alone. I don't
1: either. I, I don't, don't
0: either. That in fact, God has allowed us to have this connection because five years ago, I wouldn't have had this conversation with you, mm. but now it's so relevant. Uh, because, because many of us, we keep on living. We go, we go, we go across. We keep on living we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cross in there, whatever it may be called. Right. Personal care. So let's revisit this. And I, okay. and I really mean that. I don't mean just, just, just a good superfluous ending. Okay. Right. Let's, let's let's revisit this. Yeah. I, I well, I've
1: said it to the world. I'm here yeah. to serve.
0: Yeah. So, so you can hold voice. me to it.
1: My word is my bond.
0: Amen. Amen. Kitchen table, listen, you got to have some conversation at your table. You, you heard what he said. This is a conversation that, that, that you can't put your head in the sand about. We're here. Right. You, you got to decide about your future, about your parents' future, What are you going to do, where you are, what's the money look like? And just this is also part of being a good steward, a steward of what God has entrusted to us. So have that conversation. And may God bless you. May God keep you. And I'll see you next week right here at the kitchen table. Thank you, Brother English. Thank you so much.